Sorry, what? You can talk. What? Peter? Huh? Oh. Oh, shit. This is going to be a hard podcast. I'm just going to have to mime everything. I'm going to describe what you're doing. Oh, you're pointing at your mustache. The Beach Boys did all have mustaches at one point. That is if right. I can't speak. You have to tell them what I'm saying for that bit to work, BJ. If oh. I'm pretending to not be able to talk on an audio podcast, you need to fill the listener in like, oh, he can't talk. I think they could oh, probably hear you. He's trying to motion for me to whatever. Like, you need to. You need I think to I did help. that well enough. No, you didn't do any of they that. They could hear your gums flapping. You didn't do any. They, I don't think they could. I'll make it loud. Turn up. Go back. Yeah, go back. Turn up your headphones really loud and just. Close your eyes and focus on the gum flap. I'm just going to add some Foley art in there. In here like That's probably what it sounds like. Well, you it's because I took my dentures out for a yeah. second. And, and you, you got those really little hear jowls. The gums flap, yeah. yeah. They call me Dick Nixon around the course, the club. That's because you're golf course Nixon club. dicks all over the place. Mm. I have turned down a lot of guys. And not because of the gay thing. Because I want young dick, yeah, and, and all of the guys at, at the, the country at club, the club, yeah, yeah, they're all old, and yeah. I don't need more than one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrinkled up penis in my bed, yeah, I just don't, or in the bathroom of the country club, yeah, it's already hard enough because we're all in there peeing, but I'm saying like if mm-hmm. if someone was sucking, yeah, well, put on your marachis and your baggies too. Oh my God, we have an intro. This for is this your episode. Beach Boys boys. Wow, PJ, it's been. Little peek behind the curtain for all yeah. of you diehards. A little, out there. a little part of the kimono, if you will. It's been a little longer read, like three days longer than usual since we recorded, yeah. and every single thing about how to do this podcast just leaped out of my brain. Leapt, excuse me, in felt, the past tense, out of my brain. I, it, so much so that I forgot how to talk at the beginning, and then I also, once I started talking, forgot that we had an intro. Yeah, I don't even know how I remembered what our intro song was. I'm surprised I didn't start playing uh, Beastie Boys. Well, the you next have it you, artist up in my iTunes. Yeah. You have it tattooed on your arm like it's Memento. Hmm. What's the, yeah. oh the intro? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do. It's what this little pattern means. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Another sure. visual bit. Hmm. We'll post pictures of yeah. this with the episode when we post it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll remember to do that. Hmm. Hmm. Pictures of my tattoo and pictures of me not being able to talk. Well, pictures of you, pictures of me, hung upon your wall for mm-hmm. the world to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then people can see me in my country club getup, which yeah. I know that they've been pining for since I started talking about being such a big golf head at yeah. the beginning of the show. Um, I know people Peter, have just really famously a golf head. Yeah. Well, that's really that's part of how I got into the Beach Boys because you know I was a caddy once for um for Carl Wilson. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Way back in 1959. Uh, Murray was taking the brothers Wilson uh, out to play golf yeah. at the country club that I am this now was, a member This was, at. of course, before they were into this surfing fad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. before. Surfing yeah. didn't this is start for another golf songs. six, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. So Murray, yeah, he was trying to find a sport that they could become a famous band writing about yeah. and singing about. So um, originally he wanted it to be golf and jet skis. Well, they had tried tennis first, surfing, yeah. And then they tried, yeah. And then they tried jet skis, and then golf was next. And then I believe they tried body surfing, and then regular surfing. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it really clicked. It's 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 when Denny said uh, body surfing is for pussies. Yeah, yeah. And so he became a surfer, surfer, and then the rest of them just gave up. I guess they kept telling Murray they wanted to go surfing, but then they'd sneak off to the hot dog stand instead. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like them. From from all that we know about the Beach Boys, yeah, it's definitely. One I mean, Brian have you Carl seen Carl's did. cheeks? Of oh course, boy. he's sneaking away to that hot dog stand. <laughs> I love how every picture you see of Carl, there's like a bit of hot dog sticking out of his yeah, like and one coming out of his, out of his pocket. Yeah, exactly. He's got for later. like in the little like paper tray, yeah. you know, like hot dog shaped tray that those come in. <laughs> you can see he's it through got his one Pendleton. Just like, psh, yeah, yeah, sticking up out of there. So. But yeah, so I caddied. I was a a rookie caddy, um, you know, back yeah. uh, like you know, twelve years old or however old I was then. It's hard to even remember and count. Um, yeah. And so yeah, so the Do brothers Wilson the... came with Murray, 
and Murray at one point as a joke. It was it was really funny. So he now I imagine Murray Wilson and please continue after I'm done with this acted a whole lot like well, Jesus Christ <laughs> acted a lot like That's Rodney Dangerfield on a yes. golf course. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And since I've seen that movie, I definitely am going to be able to give back yeah. on explaining how exactly and what kinds of things he would have said or, or done. Exactly. And I'd like Roger you to, Dangerfield, yeah. Rodney Dangerfield like, mm-hmm. but uh, what I was going to say, the thing that I remember most clearly is that at one point, so it was part of my job to use the little, like the golf ball scrubber yeah. that they have every like four or five holes right? where you stick the golf ball in this slot and then it slides down in between <laughs> these brushes with some water yeah. and yeah, and it scrubs it off and cleans it. That was a, a Foley sound effect. Yeah, it was excellent. Thank you. So the Brothers Wilson handed me, you know, their golf balls. So I had Mm. the golf balls in my hand. Murray puts his in. And so I start washing the golf balls. And when I get to Murray's and I put it in there, it's (laughs) it's an eyeball. (laughs) And and I freak out. And... And, and I won't even. And then he I, looks at you, and there's a golf ball. And it's I won't old. even lie. I peed my pants because yeah. I was young. I was scared. I both peed and pooped my pants at the same time, and wow. threw up. That's called a number four. <laughs> yeah. And I turned around. Yeah. And I turned around, and all the brothers were rolling on the ground laughing. And Murray had a had a golf ball <laughs> in the socket. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. And then he took the eyeball and threw it into the lake and made me go swim for it. <laughs> That was a regular Tarantino story. And he only huh? and he only tipped me a nickel. Uh, well, yeah. that was a lot back in nineteen. Uh, well, it bought four hot dogs. So yeah, yeah. That's so I good. I ate like a king for lunch that day. Yeah, you had three hot dogs, one and a corn dog. Oh, well, I kept. Like, you kept the corn kept, dog for later, of course, because yeah, it comes in the case. It comes in a wrapper. Yeah, you don't even corn dogs. Has a corn dog ever come wrapped? Like when they ship them to the place, they just. Bring out armfuls of corn dog. It's like corn it's, on the cob, or or when they uh, just bananas. Like, take out boxes with yeah. loose corn on the cob in there, or loose banana. Yeah, yeah. corn dogs. They just take out these it's giant they cardboard boxes with just yeah. corn dogs, and they stay the hot. entire thing. Yeah, they come hot, they stay hot. That's the promise that, of a corn dog. Which is weird because there's a one hot dog related item that doesn't have hot in the title. What corn dog? Oh, you got me. We should call yeah. it a corn hot. Mm-hmm. Hot corn. Mm, How about a hot dog? We're on. You're something. on to something. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. That's for another day, though. That's for another show. Yeah, we should start a hot dog show. I would love to do a yeah, podcast about hot, hot dogging. Yeah, yeah. Better yet, let's hot do a radio show about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Live on the air. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This isn't live on the air, is it? It's recorded live. Um. What's the definition? I would have you? to check with the internet. Yeah, uh, the FCC regulates that kind of thing pretty heavily. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. The Fuck Cunts Commission. <laughs> Is that right? I think so. Mm. That's what my okay. older brother told me. Yeah. And he doesn't that's lie cool. to me. Well, he's a female booty inspector, so he knows. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about friends. And maybe... Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to Charlie. Okay, We'll get to yeah. old Chuck Swastika Forehead Manson. Yeah, not originally. Well, that's true. He wasn't born with that birthmark. <laughs> that would be quite the quite the unfortunate birthmark. No, it was burned into him as a toddler. That's like the opposite of Harry Potter. Is it? Hitler killed Charles <laughs> Manson's parents. <laughs> and he got the swastika on his forehead. That's how Hitler died as he tried to kill him. And then Charlie and Manson Charlie was had so strong. much good magic in him yeah. that he killed Hitler. <laughs> but it's really like, so you know how in Harry Potter, like Harry, since he has some of Voldemort in him, yeah. the sorting hat almost sends him to Slytherin. Which is pretty gay if you ask me. <laughs> the sorting hat almost sends him to Slytherin because it senses the evil in him. But Harry chooses the good path, which is why he's a good guy. Yeah. Right? Charlie Manson, he chose Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we should get t-shirts up that say Charlie that. Manson chose Slytherin? Yeah. yeah. I think so. You know, Slytherin, if you really think about it, is really just a Nazi analog. Have you read those books in the Mind through Trump. the lens yeah. of World War II? There's I mean, so much. Hello. how could I not? Hello, Andre. There's so much in con- It's crazy. Like Dumbledore's, obviously, Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. 
Snape or Voldemort, I mean, is obviously Hitler. Snape is go. obviously Edwin Rommel. And uh Professor McGonagall is um Professor uh is Sergeant Dick Winters from Band of Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And where does Hagrid play into all of this? Oh, Hagrid is the Douglas MacArthur. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Hagrid was a Sherman tank, but <laughs> that too. I'm pretty or sure I'm pretty sure Douglas does Douglas MacArthur's legs hmm? were Sherman oh, tanks. Yeah. Yeah. He just rolled around. Yeah, I think so. That's in the Cyberpunk World War Two. Have you seen that? That's all I've seen. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Okay. Well, I didn't know there was a different kind. Maybe I'll read up on that. Yeah. So Charlie Manson, um, we're going to talk about him. It, not related to the Beach Boys at all, as I understand it. PJ just really wanted to do a Charles Manson episode to kind of honor his legacy. Yeah. And I've been cutting his name into my arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to just give people an idea of what his true of life and teachings were really about. My you know? hero. Yeah. Yeah. Much like Brian Wilson is the hero of many and how Denny right. Wilson is Peter's hero. Right. Um Charles Manson is my hero and I think it's important to talk about. I need That's to right. go uh Yeah, deal something with that. one of PJ's cats is either dying or about to die. He said He's making a lot of noise. Oh, is that really what's happening? PJ's cats, although they are siblings, enjoy um miming sexual intercourse with each other. Not this one. Oh. He's being sexual intercourse on? No, he just wants outside because there's a hot lady cat. Oh. Want to speak into the mm, mic, bud? I get it. Just like how Denny, whenever they were in the studio, if a hot lady walked by, he'd be like, oh, oh, oh. and Brian had to like yank him back in front yeah. of the microphone and go, keep singing, bruh. Did you, <laughs> what, I would love to have seen like a Beach Boys Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. The Beach Boys meet the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty good. I would enjoy that for sure, man. So today we're talking about Friends. You're my friend, Peter. Thank you, PJ. You're welcome. So it was released in uh, June of 1968 on the 24th, to be exact. 24th of June. Yeah, almost Harry Potter's birthday. Almost. Yeah. Which Coincidence? No, not at all. Oh, okay. They were, they and J.K. Rowling were big fans of each other. Yeah. Yeah. They really had like a, it was after their little thing with the Beatles trying to one-up each other. Then in the 90s, Brian Wilson had a big thing trying to one-up J.K. Rowling through uh, young adult magic-themed literature. Written on napkins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, the album was influenced heavily by their time studying Transcendental Meditation with the Maharishi in India. Huh. Sounds familiar. Well... It does sound familiar. This is also before the Beatles. So, well, I mean, so they studied with him first, but it's before the Beatles TM album came out. Cuz the White album is all their songs about the Maharishi, and that came out in fall of 68. Right. So I'm, they beat them to tape, but they but they were second in terms of to go hang out with Yeah, them. exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, at this point they had done transcendental songs, right? Like the Beatles had the Beatles? I mean, a little bit. Not, Nin- not the, the White Album has a bunch of songs album. about yeah. actually yeah, being with up. the Maori. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, anyway. So, um, and they they really, really like the Maharishi, uh, which is cool because he was definitely a total creep. And, oh, yeah. Um, Can I tell you my favorite thing which about... Which is why the Beatles wrote a bunch of songs about how much they hated him on the White Album. Oh, of course. But... Go ahead. What's um, your favorite thing? My favorite story about the Beatles and the Maharishi oh. is that, so three of the Beatles were all super into this, you know, like mm-hmm. the Indian guru thing. And one of them was not, I think you could probably guess which one. The one who wrote an entire song about fuck the Maharishi. And then they were like, John, you have to change those lyrics for an actual album. And he went, oh, really? So then he did. Well, a different one. Um, what? So uh, they they all went to India and Ringo and Ringo drums. What he packed was a suitcase full of clothes and a suitcase filled with cans of Heinz baked beans because he was afraid he wasn't gonna like the food in India, which he did That's not. Awesome. <laughs> so he just ate beans the whole time. And then the rest of them stayed like the entire time they were supposed to go there. And then uh, Ringo flew back to the United States because he ran out of beans. That's awesome. Yeah. Um <laughs> which is the most Ringo thing. Sorry, that's not about yeah. the Beach Boys. I apologize. No, no, that's great. I love that. 
So, I mean, the Maharishi was a huge figure in, yeah. like, 1967 and 68 yeah. in, um, in culture. So, he is the definitely The giggling worth. guru, as they call um, him. So, the Beatles went and hung out with the Maharishi in February 1968. And yeah. the Beatles went in March 1968. You said so the Beatles both times. The Beach Boys went in March. Okay, yeah. So, right at... So, on yeah. The, yeah. And so, yeah, anyway. So, um, so that spring, they, uh, so they pretty much wrote Friends, actually, like, all in February and March, um, and mm-hmm. a lot of it while Mike was away. Mike was the biggest fan of the Maharishi. That's surprising um, to me. Yeah, he stayed for, like, an extra three weeks in India after everyone else went home to keep doing ah, TM stuff. The opposite of a Ringo. Um, yeah, exactly. So they went home and kind of wrote the album, and then he came back and, and helped finish it up, but... So that spring, though, they did a tour with the Maharishi because they were such big fans. Yeah. Um, where he, I guess, kind of opened for them. It was sort of a mm-hmm. double bill thing, but the idea was that he does like a teaching on TM for the first hour and then they yeah. come to a concert for the second hour. And that went really badly. Uh, yeah. Um, I could see how that would. Because I think I might be wrong about this and people who were alive then and remember which <laughs> you know what they say if you're alive during the 60s and you remember it you weren't really there you so i don't a remember christian boy so i don't remember the 60s in superb detail but at some point he lost a bunch of favor like and i think even before the beetle like because he had a bunch of allegations of being a creep that came out yeah but i think that was hashtag me too i think that was like that summer but maybe it was later i'm not sure Anyway, it might have been after the Beatles like came out for their white album stuff and started yeah. talking bad about him. But um so it wasn't really that he was unpopular when the Beach Boys were doing their tour. It's just that none of the Beach Boys fans were interested in hearing the Maharishi speak and none of the Maharishi's yeah. fans were interested in hearing the Beach Boys play. That so like at every show, sense. half yeah. the crowd would boo during the Maharishi part and like we want the Beach Boys. And the other half would then, like, leave once the Beach Boys showed up. And so it was just a disaster. It only covered, like, three dates before they canceled it because they were losing yeah. an insane amount of money. Oh, that makes like, perfect Like, millions sense. of millions in 2018 dollars on this tour because they financed it themselves because Capital wasn't throwing oh, anything yeah, behind absolutely. their shitty Maharishi so this was in tour the, idea. Where, uh, where was the tour at? You said the U.S.? Yeah, the Maharishi dates. Yeah. The, uh, three, uh, there was one in New York and then a couple others. The, it was on a larger tour that was through the South yeah um so which was also a bad idea because a bunch of nice white boys touring the south was not interesting to anyone when there was you know like the assassination of martin luther king right. kind of going on yeah like, stuff like that there's a lot of and shit so going on in the south in 68 them wanting to like come sing their hippie songs was not okay at all yeah like i think or i'd not i think they're um i'm pretty sure i thought i wrote this down M- oh yeah mlk was shot the night their south their southern states oh, tour Jesus started Christ. and so it like was also just a total disaster yeah yeah and they didn't cancel yeah no they oh. did eventually they did like 12 shows or something and well mike love it. insisted on those first ones he was and like lost, we've got yeah. got something to celebrate here yeah. boys one of their new york shows according to racist. bruce johnston only had 200 people at it in new york fucking city yeah well so <laughs> here they that's wild, man. I don't if understand. If you're even a shitty band now, you can get like 250 people to show up to your crappy concert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they that they thought that it would work if they toured with the Maharishi, mm-hmm. but they admittedly, their fans didn't like any of the albums that weren't surf or car albums in the United States. Because nobody listened. True. Nobody yeah, liked Pet right. Sounds. You're nobody right. liked Wild At Honey. this point, everyone nobody was like, Smile, yeah. Smile. They only liked all the other shit. Why did they think people, fucking idiots, who are like, yeah, uh, my yeah. 409. Like, why did they, they think did, that people yeah. would be interested in transcendental meditation? I'm really surprised Capital didn't basically force them into, like, a six-month-long European tour in 1967. Because, because they, they could have probably in, made a killing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially because 1960, like, after Pet Sounds, they I think, like, four of their pre-Pet Sounds albums had been released in the U.K., but after Pet Sounds, they released, like, all of their older ones, you know, over the next yeah. two years. And so, because obviously they got super popular there. And so, like, they were making a concerted push. It really surprised. It's kind of strange. But Capital had basically just given up on them at that point. So Yeah. Fair enough, too. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So, um, so in Friends is also um, 
is also Brian's favorite record, um, which he has talked about a few times in yeah. mostly like in all of his 90s press. That's he, surprising. He calls Pet Sounds the best one, but Friends oh, is like okay. his personal favorite. Weird. Friends is the one he is like most proud of and everything. Got to so. be honest. I thought we were going to be talking about Charlie Manson. Uh, most of this episode did not listen to this album. At all? No. Wow. Well, I'll hear it. That sucks because since we took so long to record, I listened to this album way more than I was intending. And yeah. it was a good experience because it's one that takes, I think, quite a few listens to to enjoy to get into but you'll get your take of listening to it a bunch and my fresh yeah. take kind of like smiley smile where like yeah. for the first six times you listen to it you're like there's just nothing there nope. and then you like get into the charms of it disagree so. uh listen to it again didn't like it as much as i liked it the first time smiley smile already yeah that's interesting hmm. so especially after i liked wild honey so much like going back i can't forgive a lot of the stuff i didn't like on on that album oh i see anyway hmm. let's move forward interesting so Friends continues to see um, Brian pretty involved, but it also sees a lot of other band members stepping up. It's got the first Dennis Wilson songs on it. Oh, it's written, not Denny. only sung. Yeah. It's got two Dennis Wil- Wilson compositions, and then it's got... That are all drums? Yeah. It's only got one song, or no, only got two songs that are just Brian Wilson. And then the hmm. rest of them are all like full group compositions or Brian and Mike, like the olden days. So yeah. very much back, you know, we're in Beach Boys as a democratic unit. Yeah. And, and uh, Brian's still helping. Yeah, I know. I realized like the last three episodes, I keep saying this is like the end of his involvement. Yeah, but, but that is not true. I think it. Yeah. Do you think it, this one is? Because he is not. I'm th- just going to stop the next saying album? it at this point. Is the next album 2020? The next album is 2020. He is not on the record cover. I don't think. He is. Is he? He is on the record Okay. Cover. I saw it earlier and for a brief second, and I uh, didn't think he was. Because I saw five, and uh, Bruce Johnson is in the band at this point. Oh, yeah. He's not on the cover, but he's on the inside cover. I have the LP of that one. And he's on the inside. He's right. like the only person on the inside picture. But he's not on the cover, right? But he's not on the cover cover. That's true. Um, and 2020 has, 2020 has a couple of, um, smile leftovers. And then also those still has a bunch of Brian Wilson tracks, Hmm. but also smile leftover. 2020 is the first one where he starts throwing on smile leftovers aside from wild honey. Honey. Yeah. Um, and that great song. So, but I think it, now that we're like looking at it, I think it's more the, early 70s where he really disappears which makes sense um because by like 71 when surfs up comes out that's a brian song and like he's not even around to record it he doesn't even want to re-record it for that album anymore like Hmm. carl re-records surfs up so okay i don't know but um but friends he is still involved at least in the low-key kind of way that brian's involved at this point hmm so, okay. would you like to get into the TBT? Let's get into the track by track, Let's bud. Track by track, yeah. All right, cool. All right, so the first song is meant for you. It's a uh, meant for me. Yeah, it's meant for you. PJ Willett. Yeah, it is. Cool. They wrote it for you. It's a uh, Mike lead. <laughs> we can take that fuck up out. <laughs> I will not. It's a Mike lead. See, you try to do things like that that make it smoother, and then if I talk about it, then I can't cut it out. Still the organ sound they've been doing? Does this pick up at all? It's 40 seconds long. So So it does not. It's It's a meditative intro. To the album. They also get back to the Beach Boys like vocals on this. Very few solo vocals. The only thing I liked about that song, I thought it was fine. It's very PJ. It's a forty-second intro. <laughs> Shut up, well, friends. Hey, no, we're gonna talk about it. No, you can't talk shit about it. God damn it. The only this thing. This is the single, by the way, off this record. The only thing I liked about that last song. Or the high do to do's. It was fine otherwise. Very cool. middle of the road. Yeah. Let's get some in depth analysis. We 
Uh, this is Carl and Brian singing lead on this one, by the way. This isn't bad. It does just sound like generic 60s music to me. Huh. It's fine. In what way? Who else? Name another artist that sounds like this. Donovan. Donovan? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you didn't have to look very hard, did you? Nope. <laughs> You're on point, though. Right? Like... It's fine. I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, it's certainly not one of my least favorite songs by them. All right. I really like their the return of the group vocals on this, especially because they're That's like... That's what I'm not liking about they're it. They're still really low-key, though, you know? Like, they're good harmonies, but it's not like they're trying to be, like, choir boy-y about it. They are better than they're their... They're just singing, yeah. like, casual, good harmonies, basically. It's better than their surf, like, group vocals, for sure. But, yeah. He All talked right. her folks out of making her cut off her hair. Or him. I think it was a him. Because huh. a girl wouldn't have to cut her long hair, but a guy would yeah. in the 60s. Well, because girls have long hair and boys Dig. have short hair. God, I remember one time in the 60s, my parents almost made me cut my long hair. Oh. Yeah. What happened? Well, it was actually my boss at the golf course. I was still working yeah. there that in 1966. And, and then you said, hey, he I could just going, tuck it Why in do you have a yeah. mop top? Yeah. And he would ruffle it. And then you He'd just be like, convinced I'm him. turn you over and mop the floor with you this. Could tuck, you could just put it in a ponytail and tuck it in the back of your shirt. And you invented the rat tail. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he loved that, actually. Oh, yeah. He really liked that look. I mean, it's he a good look. He kept grabbing it and was like, mm. We mm. had a little rat tail, huh? Mm. And that, rat tail. And that is when you had to uh, nix his I dick. reported him for sexual harassment. Yeah. <laughs> Way too early. No one cared. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wake the World is the next track. Oh. More Carl. Alright. I can dig this. Is that Bruce Johnson playing bass? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I like this. This is a pretty good one. It's it's uh, I know and I know in the last episode you hate the Beatles comparisons to the Beach Boys, but like that tuba is very Beatles. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, if we could hear, uh, well, for those hearing the piano, it has a really nice timber on this album. It's very similar to the Wild Honey piano, where it's kind of got that like upright piano sound that's a little tinny, but yeah. I think sounds really nice. I like it. All right, be here in the morning. It's been such a long day, so you better hurry up. So my chance and I wish you were home. Only five minutes and you walk through my door. Is that a woman? No. Who is it? Is it really not a woman? No, it's Al, I believe, singing that falsetto. I believe this is like wow, like known as like the highest Beach Boys vocal on record, you know, on any Beach Boys song. I like it. Really? Yeah. That's. I think it's. That's a, not a woman sound. singing. No. No, no, no. That's what I'm still. It's either Al or Carl. That's a woman. No, it's not. They have Brian's. They have Brian's wife sing on a bunch of these albums, but not. It's not. And I really like the weird uh, filter that Carl's singing. Through. I do like the filter. Um, so I actually don't know who's singing that because the like album liner note thing and the Beach Boys. And Wikipedia have different sources for like who's singing lead on that song. It's right. very confusing. One okay. says it's Al and Carl, and another says it's Brian and Carl. 
But and another one says it's I a feel woman like singing. I can't tell if it was Brian. No, it's just a falsetto, man. No, that's it has a that's got to be a lady. It's singing. a falsetto. It's I don't know what to tell you. I think you're wrong, but okay. Just according to the liner note, it's got sweet harmonies and maybe the highest lead ever sung. Ever? I think they mean by the Beach Boys. Okay. So <laughs> damn. So and I really like Sorry. the like the big uh you know vocal part that cuts in the middle of that it's very good it's a good song all right when a man needs a woman when this is a brian a song man needs yeah. a woman this is not that oh sorry <laughs> you think i would have known that from the it being not the same words yeah Son on my knee, and his little eyes will be looking at me. Then I'll tell him when a man needs a woman, they make things like you, my son. Yeah, I mean, this is a fine song. It just, it really doesn't sound Beach Boysy to me, which I don't not appreciate, and I don't appreciate. Like it does. Not to work three albums in to their like post surf slash overproduced eras like this is what they sound like now pj when are you gonna when are you gonna get with the program man here's the thing i'm not gonna count by the time sunflower comes along are you still gonna be like boy why is this the beach boys <laughs> that's a joke i understand um you this is a good song it, well, super catchy and very funny the idea of brian thinking about he's having a kid at this point and Good thinking about when the kid is old enough and he tells him about him and his mom having sex, I guess. Yeah. Um, Little did Brian know he wouldn't be around to tell his child that. Because Brian dies. Um, but, fuck, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, I'm not going to count uh, that one album, you know, the one, Smiley Smile, as being one of those albums because... It is. It's not though, because it, it had a whole different vibe than this does. Even the li- Wild Honey sounded a little bit like this, but I think I think better. Smiley Smile and Friends have more in common. I so when I uh, the LPs that I had for these albums, which is how I first heard them, like in college and I was collecting records, um, was the '70s re-releases, which were yep. they paired like all of their late '60s, early '70s albums together in dual yep. um, packaging. And so they did Friends and Smiley Smile in one, and then Wild Honey in 2020 in one. And Friends and Smiley Smile always seemed very of a kind to me. Like, huh. just because they're both The vocals pretty, are more similar. They're both very laid back and low. Like, Wild Honey is technically lo-fi, but it's definitely got a lot more going on musically yeah. than these do. Although Friends has a I think that's thing. what I like about it. Like, I, I don't hate this album. I just, like, there's not been a song that I've been like, yeah, about yet. You know? Well, that's passing by you're just gonna pass by my comment little bitch yeah okay it's an instrumental yeah it's pretty good Anna Lee the healer this is a Mike Love song about this masseuse he met in India who he fucked probably yeah that dude's got a dirty dick Yeah, okay. This is fine. Nothing has blown me away on this album yet, Peter. Yeah, well. You like this album a lot, don't you? I mean, I've also listened to it a lot more than you. So I've listened to it uh, right now. This is an album that rewards you for giving it time, like, for living with it. It has... This makes me sound like such a douche, but it has subtle charm to it, PJ, in a way that, like, you appreciate little things the more you listen to it. I will give you my rating this week, and then next week, yeah. after I listen to it again, yeah. I'll, let, I'll tell you. Cool. You know. All 
All right. Little Bird, one of the Dennis Wilson tracks. This is like a dark vibe to it. Yeah, it Not, starts really yeah. weird. I kind of liked it. I assume it's Dennis Lead as well. Yeah. So does Dennis play other instruments then, presumably? Nope, just drums. I think he learns guitar at some point. Okay. Lyrics are something. He's taking to, a page uh, from Brian's "Day in the Life" style of songwriting. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, at least something to be desired there. Pretty nifty bassline. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The other bassline when I asked if Bruce Johnson was playing a bass. Oh yeah, it was. I'm not sure. Again, the Wikipedia page does not credit any yeah. instruments. That's for some, the Wikipedia page is lacking for this record. It's annoying. I just, I just wasn't feeling that bass. Like it was very, it was doing like a lead thing on. Yeah, bass. it was a little weird. I didn't like it very much. But I like the cello on this. I like this song. This is probably the best one I've heard so far of this one. All right, be still. The next Dennis song. This is a fan favorite. Is it? Yes. People love this song. Oh, Dennis, you're such a beautiful songwriter. And so handsome. It's got a lot of, like, 68-year-old women throwing their underwear on stage to this one. If Denny were alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how he died? Yeah. Does it pick up? No, it's only, like, a minute long, though. It's basically just this. Apparently, we're not allowed to talk about short songs, so... No, I don't. I just don't care about this song. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. All right, Busy Doing Nothing, Brian's Okay. Brian's no. Day in the Life song with the bossa nova beat. That little guitar. It's very Antonio Carlos Hobim. Okay, I like this one. Like, first impressions, yeah. It's great. It's not. It doesn't sound like the Beach Boys, though, PJ. I didn't say that was a bad thing. I just was saying it was weird. Oh, okay. In fact, I prefaced that by saying this isn't a bad thing. And it doesn't sound like Beach Boys, so go fuck yourself, Peter. Uh, I like the f first part a lot, and then it just kind of becomes, like, fine. I like it still. It's just like yeah. I really like that first part and then it kind of dropped off from there. I mean, it gets back to the verse. I hope so. Yeah. It's not one of those hippie songs. These directions he's giving right now to his house are apparently exact directions to his house. <laughs> That's such a Brian thing to do. Yeah. F from anywhere? No, like from whatever main road he lives off of. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's diamond like the head. Californian sketch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, instrumental diamond head. Wipe out. <laughs> A little bit. Okay. By instrumental, do you mean it's just this for a long time? For a really, really long time. This is the longest record they have because this song is 20 minutes long. This album has all super short songs. This is almost four minutes. <laughs> the instrumental. You can really groove out on Diamond Head. I love the water. Oh, the water sounds. Yeah. This sounds like a dream sequence in a movie where uh, like a dude gets knocked out or something, and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, topless ladies on a beach. And then he wakes back up, and it was it was all a dream. Yeah. I believe this is... Oh. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's very different from any instrumental they've done so far, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, it's not... There's really no melody. Nope. Um, <laughs> and it's also not, obviously, like a surf instrumental. 
Like it's just a bunch of like weird music, basically. Ooh, what's going on here? I dig this part. Yeah. They got into ukuleles. Yeah. Man, they were ahead of their time because now every white girl loves them. White boys loved them first. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you ever forget that. All right, next song. Transcendental Meditation. Ooh, very on the nose. Ooh. 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 This is good. Really good. <laughs> Did not expect that from such a song a, called I know. Transcendental it's Meditation. It's such an upbeat closer. Very Beatlesy. Yeah, doesn't it sound pretty white album me? I like this. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. So that's Friends. Very short, I mean, per usual. 25 minutes long. Yeah. But it's got a lot of like it's I yeah, like I said, I think of it in very similar terms as Smiley Smile, like they're just purposely trying to write like a nice album. Yeah. That they enjoy playing and um, I think this has a lot of really catchy stuff in it, um, actually, which is pretty cool. And it's probably catchier than Smiley Smile. And is, like, yeah. weird in a way that's just more, like... It's not like Wild Honey, where they were purposely going for, like, an R&B sound. On this one, it's just, like, from song to song, any sound they want to do, yeah. they go for. And it makes for just this weird quilt pattern of like just fun comforty kind of songs that aren't this one changing anyone's life but they're yeah. also just very enjoyable to listen to this one to me seems like it probably had more uh less mass appeal than wild honey but certainly more than smiley smile yeah it seems like it more fits listenable. somewhere in between there this one got pretty good critical reviews a la wild honey yeah. but again just no one bought it yeah. Um. This album actually spurred. <laughs> this album spurred Capital to, to release the Beach Boys Best of Volume Three. Um, that like <laughs> later that summer because they were like, oh my god, their album is tanking again. Yeah. And Beach Boys Volume Three um sold worse than Friends. Ooh. <laughs> That's how you know they are a They're anchor at the bottom band. of the music ocean. Yeah. What was the also quote about pets? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just. The greatest hits track listings for all the Beach Boys greatest hits were a fucking mess. Were they? They were awful, especially by the time they got to volume three. Here's the volume three track list. And think of this like, think of listening to this record in this order, okay? Number one, God Only Knows. Excellent. Number two, Dance, Dance, Dance. Ooh. After six <laughs> hours of school, PJ. Yeah. Number three. Holy shit. 409. Ooh. Number four, The Little Girl I Once Knew, which was a single from 65. Yeah, I've not heard that one. I think, oh, I thought we had listened to it. There we go. Number five, Frosty the Snowman from oh. the Christmas album. <laughs> that is buck wild. Number six, Girl Don't Tell Me from Summer Days and Summer Nights, which we just talked about that record. I don't remember that song at yeah, all. Nope. Okay, side two. Number one, the instrumental, Surfing. <laughs> Or wait, was Surfing an instrumental? No, no, no. Surfing was their like original single, right? Yeah, the one that they yes, had put yes, out yes. before okay, as the yeah. Pendleton. I was thinking it was their okay. Um oh, and then f- number two on the side two, Heroes and Villains. Oh wow. From Surfing to Heroes and Villains. Like imagine the audio whiplash of putting this record on. Especially putting a fucking Christmas song on there. What are they thinking? Number three, She Knows Me Too Well, which is that ballad I like but you hate yeah. off of Beach Boys Today. Right. Uh, number four, Darlin' <laughs> from Wild Honey. And then the last song is Good Vibrations. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a shit track list. That is terrible. Like, that is... Why would they put Frosty Snowman on there? Literally put so bad. any other song on there. So they're earlier... Best ofs had Christmas songs on it too. Why would you put a Christmas song on a best of? I'm just saying, I don't know why Capital was surprised that these did badly because they, that's an awful best of. If someone made you that best of as like a, hey, you should check out the Beach Boys, Here's I wouldn't what I love think you were them. wrong for thinking that shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, so uh, Best of Beach Boys Volume 2. They had, to, like, the Capital executives had to be on acid as well, right? Hopefully. Uh, the Best Jesus. of the Beach Boys Volume 2, which came out in 67. Okay. Uh, also had 409 on it, by the way. 
That's like the fourth or fifth album that has it on it. Okay. Or like the yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, so number one, Barbara Ann. Oh, number two, excellent. When I Grow Up to Be a Man. Pretty good so All far. All right, yeah. Number three, a live cover from their concert LP, Long Tall Texan. Oh, what? Number four, Please Let Me Wonder from Beach Boys Today, another one of those ballads. 409, Let Them Run Wild from Summer Days and Summer Nights. And then side two, Don't Worry Baby, great. Surf and Safari. Okay. All right. Little St. Nick. Jesus Christ. California Girls, Help Me Rhonda, and I Get Around. So better, but still like just but three tracks that should never be in there. Not together. Yeah. At, and and what? if you're going to yeah. put a Christmas one on, on there, put it last or something. Don't put it in between two summer songs. Yeah. What the? What were the two? Oh, you should also be happy. Little Honda made their first best of. Little Honda's a great yeah, song. Look at that. And their cover of Louie Louie. First gear. Yeah. Oh, and Wendy. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so their best ofs were hot trash. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like garbage. Yeah, especially, like, you know, we've talked about their best ofs from those early years. Like, yeah. Maybe only half the songs from our favorites made it onto those. So That is bonkers. Pretty rough. All right. Well, we're going to hold off on you rating friends at this point. Yeah. Well, Unless I could rate it now, and then I'll give you another Like rating. a six. I'd probably say a five, just to be very Jesus middle of Christ. the road right now. I'm giving it an eight. <laughs> I think anything I say, you are always you always begrudgingly give your number much higher. No, that's not necessarily true. I think we we've gave been... the same rating to Wild Honey. I think and Pet Sounds, and Pet Sounds. Yeah, but it's more no Smiley Smile. We gave almost the same ratings too. It's yeah, very similar. Mm-hmm. I just thought more highly of it, but we both liked it. Yeah. I'll have to re-listen both. Um, also, another side note: uh, I bought the Beach Boys "Party" what on vinyl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came with uh, fan fan pictures on the inside, and they are embarrassing. Oh, for who? The fan or the um, Beach Boys? Everybody involved. I was embarrassed looking at them. Uh, oh. I would have to imagine if the Beach Boys. Uh, Still cared about anything as old as they are uh, would be embarrassed. Okay. You know, at a certain age, how you just are like, yeah, okay, I could just die and I wouldn't <laughs> care. Yeah. That's when you're like shitting your pants for everybody and you're like, I don't even care. Okay. I'm going to make one of my kids change me. How weird is it that at some point you might have to change one of your parents' diapers? Well, I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, I wouldn't either. I've got older siblings to do that kind of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was born third. Yeah. So I didn't have to. I was born fifth, so <laughs> yeah, uh, a long line. Five, a five, five, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So oh, okay, well, so okay. Here's a thing. We're gonna talk off mic here, Peter. Um, so uh, we're at like 49 minutes, and I've got yeah. a lot of Manson to talk about. Do you think we should just do two episodes? I think we probably should just do two episodes. But do you want to do two episodes tonight, or do you want to just? Add some it's more only on to the end of Friends and then do Manson next week. Manson is very fresh in my mind now. If you're up for... Friends was very fresh in my mind like a week ago. Sorry. You were the <laughs> one who could record. fucking listen to it. I Wait, kinda... are we recording? Yeah. Damn it. What? We can't fight on mic. You're right. It's bad for the podcast. <laughs> if this ever gets out <laughs> and people know that we fight if, on If mic. this gets leaked. Uh... Here's something I've been curious about. Yeah. At this point, we have talked a lot about uh, what has been going on sp- specifically, I think, in uh, Brian's life quite a bit, but not a whole lot of the other Beach Boys, and we've talked right. about the lineup changes. What is going on in all of their lives? Like, Do they have kids and wives and this stuff? This is a good question. Because I know... And at, I want to answer this. At one point in the future... Uh, there is something weird going on with Denny and Mike Love's daughter. Uh, yeah, that's gonna happen. But um, did you delete any of my notes, or did I just think that I wrote stuff down that I? Didn't? I didn't delete anything. Okay, I just apparently thought that I wrote a bunch of stuff down that I didn't. Um, so at this point, the Beach Boys, uh, I believe all of them were married. Okay. Yes, thank you. Okay, so at this point, the Beach Boys are the original Beach Boys plus Bruce Johnston. Right. Officially. Yeah. Um, Al is back. 
Al is back. Hashtag Al is back. Hashtag Bruce is here. Um, and they were all married okay. by 1968. Um, and at the time of recording so like early 1968 al and mike both had uh at least a kid um they were uh from some of the research i've been doing recently about charles manson which we'll get to next week mm -hmm. um they are fucking nerds oh yeah did you not know that yet well i mean <laughs> we've been doing this i, for I didn't this know podcast for a long i time. didn't know about al but i knew mike Being was like nerdy particularly yeah well like mike and al are fucking nerds they're all about like eh, we don't like drugs shut well, up well yeah they were the two who during all the smile session stuff were just annoyed that everyone else was yeah. high the whole time <laughs> yeah i didn't know that they never changed i think it's i don't know i think it's funny how much coke brian and denny are doing yeah i think carl's there oh uh, i think and then brian, how against like, it the yeah. other two are Mike and Al, I think, did get high with them, but they would always, like, complain about how hungover they were the next day and then, like, not do it again for a year. Yeah. But, like, they could get talked into it if, like, everyone was doing it. But yeah. They definitely weren't. I mean, nobody it. can really not handle peer pressure, you know. They definitely peer pressure gets everybody. Potheads, if you <sighs> catch my meaning. Uh, so they were all married. Uh, Al and Mike had kids. Did I say that? Yeah. Dennis was a stepdad, which, you know, good for him. That's weird. And uh, Brian's first daughter was on the way. Uh, her name was Carney, named after a carnival. Yes, one of Brian's hit, his early hit songs at the carnival at the at the county fair, right? Or is that oh, it's carnival? county fair. They did a carnival song too, though. Right? Well, there's a carnival barker in that song. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. she's named after that guy, the Carney carnival the carnival barker. barker. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and Art then Carney, the carnival. Um, Wendy will be their second daughter, which is a much better name than Carney. So, yeah. And Carl there is just go. lonely? Oh, yeah. I mean, Carl's still pretty young, but yeah, he's lonely. Will he ever find out or find love? Will Carl find ever out next find week? love? Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like the lead into a show, man. I don't know. Let's see. Carl Wilson. Oh, boy. What a beard, Carl. <laughs> yeah, right? Personal They're life. Personal life. Carl got married in 1966. Okay, so he's not lonely. Did, did he have any kids? Yeah. Oh, I'm really stupid because we already said that because all the members are married. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just doesn't have any kids. No, he okay. doesn't have a kid till the 69, it looks like. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, married. Married, dads, nerds. We get it. Yeah. Well, two of them are, two of them are still cool. Which ones? I mean... Brian and Denny are still doing drugs. That's pretty cool. Oh, they're so cool, man. Yeah. They're just cool cats. Yeah. And Denny's living that surf life, mm -hmm. banging all those Manson babes. We'll get into it. <laughs> just like How he got big, into them. Just give me a little teaser for next episode. How much was Brian, was Denny's sexual involvement with the Manson girls a part of him hanging out with Charlie Manson? Like, I, I don't think of 90% of the reason he hung out with him. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> How uh, much do I you know about a, it? I think that's a yes. Uh, pretty literally nothing. Oh, like I know that. Yeah, I know a couple of details, but nothing yeah. specific. So I have uh, we're going to go over pretty much Charles Manson's entire thing and the entire musical career. Yeah. And then spend a and lot also read on Denny. The entirety of his manifesto on yeah. the show. So. Get ready for that. I'm I mean, excited. I've been doing that so far on the podcast. If you just edit it and listen to every other third word I say. Right. Yeah. That's why I've been saying the N-word a lot on this podcast. Hmm? No. You do tell me yeah. no a lot. Yeah. It's really frustrating. No, Peter. God. It's not frustrating? <laughs> you can't tell me my feelings. That's really <laughs> unfair. I don't like that at all. But I loved it. Yeah. And you, who are you to tell me who, what my feelings are? Fuck you, Peter. Who are you to, wh who am I to tell you what I'm feeling? Yeah. <laughs> me. I'm me. Whatever. That's exactly the person who should tell you. Right, but you feelings. hurt my feelings when you said I couldn't tell you what your feelings were. Oh, that hurt your feelings? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry, PJ. Oh. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You're so sweet. Yeah. Huh? All right. I'm sort of in tune. Well... 
Sorry about this episode. Just like, <laughs> just like the album Friends, we are here for the subtleties. Yeah, absolutely. We're more of a hangout than anything else. Yeah. That's right. And we're both pretty stoned. Ugh. PJ, I keep telling you, when I come to these episodes, I don't need a big rip off the old bong. Yeah. As soon as I walk in We're the stoned door. off weed pot. Stoned off. Mm. Yeah, but you put some PCP in there, right? Of course. <laughs> cool. The next episode's going to be dope. <laughs> I don't I do not do weed without angel dust. Who do you think I am? Oh, my God. Carl. Yeah, can you even imagine? That first joint. Let me put it in the mouth, PJ. Yeah, quite literally. That's, I think, cocaine and weed together. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of everything, though. Hmm? Hmm? You put a little bit of everything, bit of everything. in that bowl? Yeah. God damn. That's kind of scary. No wonder yeah. I'm feeling loopy. I, mean, I thought I was just like normal high, but now I'm starting to be like, what? <laughs> what I did was I uh, rolled a joint and I dipped the paper in LSD and uh, cocaine and oh. um, heroin. And I rolled it up and I put that in the bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why there's a joint sticking out of the bowl. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's kind of, you know, I thought it was just for effect. Yeah. Like an umbrella in a drink. Yeah. Like you just had a joint sticking out of the out of the yeah just because it was cool the piece. Um, but, um, guess what? Guess what? I used instead of water in that bong. What's that? Mountain Dew. <laughs> but did you put a bunch of ice in the in the um? God damn it! What's it called? In the neck so that the smoke was nice and cold. No, I forgot. What? Damn it, PJ! You know I only hit a nice ice cold bong. I think I need that smooth cold smoke. See, the Mountain Dew really kind of gets that effect, though, because I is that right? I left it in the freezer overnight. It is. Is it the is it the <laughs> Mountain Dew ice lemon lime, the clear Mountain Dew? It's actually code red. I ordered it in bulk from Taco <laughs> well, Bell, and red. then I uh, Jesus, I guess I couldn't tell because your bong was red. Yeah. Well, actually, it's just very dirty. I think it's clear. <laughs> I didn't get red. That doesn't seem good. It's because of all the code red I put in it, dumbass. It got red. The code red dyed a clear glass <laughs> bong red. Yeah. There's no way that that could happen. That's really scary, man. That's code red. Is Clearly, you don't have expertise. I know it expertise. dyes my mouth, but my mouth is a lot more uh, absolvent than glass. I'm, I'm just a lot cooler than you, and I know a lot more about bongs and code red Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah. You do know a lot more about bongs. And, and code, code red, red mountain. mountain yeah. If it was just one or the other, I could maybe try yeah. and argue that. But both together, there's no way I know more than you about. You know those what they call things. me, the little bong boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for at Taco Bell, they called me that guy who orders all the code red. Oh, they have Baja Blast at Taco Bell. Oh, fuck, that's what I've been. Yeah. Fuck. I don't think. Do you think code red is on tap anywhere? I don't know. Right? I'm gonna edit it so I sound smarter. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Say Baja Blast. Probably at um okay, let's get that clean. Baja blast. Perfect. Got that it. was perfect. Uh, just get me doing it real quick. Just yeah. in case in case you need to edit me. It sounds fun. Okay. Oh, I can't do you I've never tried to, to take again. something clean. Yeah. That's really hard. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Boy, it's like when you have to make that half-court shot in front of the whole stadium. You right. just forget how to shoot a basketball from half-court. You forget if the J is silent or not. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. you pronounce it like an H, like those mm. Spaniards. Like State Farm. Hmm? With the silent J. What? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. The PCP is kicking in. <laughs> We better end this episode. PJ, I wait, have you not been talkbox PJ for the last twenty five <laughs> minutes? <laughs> That's what I've been hearing. Oh here, plug your headphones in on the way. Oh, okay. Did that help? Um did Yes, that help but now what? I'm a dragon. <laughs> did that help what PJ who is now morphing into a different animal? This is funny because you can tell the way that we're describing yeah. being high on all of these drugs that we have definitely been high on all yeah. of these drugs before, and we know exactly. exactly what it's like, man. It's the pot that's Guys, doing that to me. Just remember dragon. the PCP days? Yeah. <laughs> that was a six-month period where PJ and I did PCP 24-7. Yeah. I can't say 365 because it was half of a year. It was, it was exactly half of a year. Yeah. So... Um, you should listen to our podcast from them. They got real uh, pet soundsy. 
they got pet soundsy in which way and that we were on a lot of drugs when we recorded it but um in no other way yeah it's a real 24 7 182.5 <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right one of those situations <laughs> thanks for being on the show pj <laughs> you're welcome peter like thank every you week. for being on the show and i will just like just like you when you get too drunk and fall asleep in my bed with me and my dog be here in the morning oh okay it's been such a long day so you've been